This is Shudders Inc. with Bruce Williams and Glenn Lavender. Hi and welcome to episode 549 of I Shutters am not Inc. High. This is Bruce Williams from ShuttersIncPodcast.com and the high person himself, Mr. Glenn Lavender from CreativePhotoworkshops.com.au. How are you? It's 10 o'clock in the morning. It's too early to be high. <laughs> That's right. I'm lucky to be awake. How's your last it's two weeks time been? For a nap anyway. Has it been two weeks? It, you know, has. it feels like 14 days. <laughs> it does feel I like it. Now I'm going to say uh, for the for those people watching at home, yeah. uh, doesn't Bruce look funny today? Being orange, yes. <laughs> yes. This goodness. is a video podcast. Isn't it? I've goodness. never seen an episode. Thank so. goodness they can't see us. <laughs> is it not a video podcast? Maybe we should get uh, catch up to the two thousands and go video one day. <laughs> Maybe we should not. <laughs> no. <laughs> But, but, uh, uh, but my, my mate, uh, my mates uh, Cam and Brendan, who do the Down South Photo Show yeah. um, podcast, which is worth a well, I'm not sure if it's worth a watch. I've never watched it, uh, but uh, they do a video one, right? And it's all, it's all on landscape photography, so uh, yeah, it wouldn't be of um, interest to anybody that listens to us. <laughs> but speaking of pe- <laughs> people listening to us, I talked to a new listener this week. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was a mate of mine. I've known. I used to work with in the camera business years ago, and uh, uh, and I needed an accessory put on my my car, and he's handy, and I'm not, so I right. got in touch with him. And um, anyway, he was saying, he goes, "Oh, you're still doing the podcast?" I said, "Oh, yeah." And he goes, "What's it called again?" And he started listening to it, and he so, came so back now that he's spoken to you, he's a former listener. Yeah, well, but <laughs> I, I, I said no, there's 500 plus episodes to listen to. He goes, "I'll go have a listen," and he messes back because oh, I lasted 15 minutes. <laughs> And I said to him, I said, well, you've heard pretty much everything. You've heard all 500 episodes. <laughs> you, you caught the, uh, yeah, that's a fairly good synopsis of that episode, all in that one little 15-minute bundle, you know. Right. Uh, so we may or may not have a new listener, but yeah. it didn't sound promising. Right. Uh, is, can you look at the stats of our, our podcast? Does anybody actually still listen? <laughs> yes, mate, they do. They do? Okay, okay. Yeah. Not just not just people we know. No, no, no. no hey, just... here's an idea. Can you find out what time of day people listen to the podcast? No. Do they, do they put it on like like eleven o'clock at night to try and go to sleep? No. I I can see what time they've downloaded the podcast, no, but that doesn't tell me when they've listen. listened to it. So, because you should get, uh, you should be able to listen to what they're listening. So, if, <laughs> whilst they're listening to it, if you, <laughs> you know, the listen, because uh, here's, here's a bit of a, a weird thing. Yeah. Um, there's a BBC TV show called Pride and Prejudice. It's like from the right. 90s, yeah. I think it was. And it's five, a five, six part episode, and um, it's streamed on Stan, yep. a, a, a streaming service here in Australia. Well, that's how I get to sleep at night. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, normally I can't get to sleep till about one thirty, two o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, and so around about one thirty, I put on Pride and Prejudice, yeah, just have it playing in the background, and that's my white noise, basically, to get yep. me to sleep. Yep. And uh, so I reckon if, 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 yeah, I'm probably keeping it streaming in Australia, because it's still getting so many views every week, yeah, it's just me listening to it as I go to sleep. But if they would really find out that no one's actually watching, they're just snoring in the background, <laughs> then they may cease and desist. And it could be the same for us. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Anyway, yeah, my week, my two weeks have been okay. I've been, um, I've been out you shooting fin- a bit. Finished your secret squirrel mission? No, no, still, still going. I'm supposed to be doing a, um, a, a video shoot tomorrow. A film crew following me around whilst I shoot a model. Right, and of course, you know, you do the best things you can for planning, and you plan as far in advance as possible on the yep. best possible weather day possible which we did yeah and the closer we got the worse the weather uh, got to the point where it was going to be 90 percent chance of rain and 11 degrees as a is this for tomorrow for yeah oh so, so it'll be an in- indoor shoot then well, problem is the the brief for the video. It needs to be fun, sunny, vacationy kind of looking. <laughs> Did they choose so, the date? No, well, I chose the date based on out of, out of this time of time, time of year. This is in the in the window I need to film. It was the best day weather wise. It was still wasn't great. I mean, we had snow um, not far from us a couple of days ago, right? And hail here, and yep. pouring rain, howling winds. Uh, I think it only got to eight degrees one day a couple of days ago. Oy. So it's not 
yeah, the fun, happy, outdoor, vacationy <laughs> kind of looking sort of stuff. Do so they not understand? Do they not understand that they are asking you to shoot this in winter in Melbourne? Do they not understand what winter in Melbourne means? Yes, they don't. <laughs> it just, it just have to make magic. And of course, yeah, yesterday it was beautiful blue sky for half the day, at least half the day, oh. sunny and blue sky. Uh, today's even, oh, it's a bit overcast, but it's okay. Tomorrow's going to be a <laughs> storm. Uh, so we've cancelled it, we've put it off to Saturday, which is kind of getting to the very end of the timeline I've got to yeah, use right. the video. It's supposed to be reasonable with some sun, yeah. but, you know, what if it all just, if it all turns to crap, it all turns to crap, you know? Yeah. The joys of doing all this sort of stuff. So I've still, so still got a bit of stuff to do with that and uh, still some more shooting to do. Yeah, right. The, yeah, the base rate, just things like yeah, minimal optical distance photos, um, which he can't really get inspired to do, so I've been putting <laughs> off. <laughs> but it's, it's it's like I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it, it's 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 it's. Uh, so I had a, I think I had a good night the other. I, I got a cup. I went out and I got like three shots the other day. Mm. I'm gonna pull oh my web camera down to it so everyone can see and by everyone I mean just Bruce because yeah. oh, turns out turns out we're not a video I don't know I've been doing my hair all these times Bruce <laughs> put my makeup on before going out why won't you minimise you stupid thing okay, now Windows won't even minimise anymore Bruce yeah right this is bizarre look at that, look at oh, that. I'm, all I'm seeing is your pop filter and your oh, microphone can you see my cat yeah I can see your cat you pretty good so that's, that's what I did the other day. Oh, that's nice. All right, that's, that's my kiddo walking through the middle there. Yeah. But, um, of course, they want you they want you to take these uh, amazing architecturally, you know, city-type yeah. shots, but you're not allowed to photograph in these buildings. Yes. <laughs> and, and you're not allowed to use them for commercial use, and you're not allowed to use anything that's got logos and all yeah. the other joys that these projects... Um, put on you so yeah. I, I just shoot and shoot and shoot and hope for the best yeah and that's kind of kind of it just get overshoot and hope you get something that actually and the, the, of course you know what it's like okay so i've, I've been uploading images to them yeah. as i'm shooting yeah and the some i'm going yeah i really like that that's just really really good and the some i'm going ah, oh, that's pretty average but it's but it's at least it's a different type of image yeah so I've uploaded it and they've come back, oh, can we see a larger resolution photo of this one? We're considering using this. And I'm looking, that's the worst photo I've uploaded. Of all the photos, that's the single worst, the most boring, uninteresting, crappiest shot imaginable. And that's the one you th- you're liking? Uh, yeah, yeah, a shot like the one I just showed you, which I think is pretty crackingly good. Yes, it it would garner people's attention. Yep, when they see that, it make them stop and look. Yep, they haven't even mentioned it. Crickets, <laughs> zero. You know? mate, that's that's, a crack, that's, that's a marketing people for you, mate. Oh, no like, idea. Oh. Oh, so <laughs> very, very frustrating. <laughs> But um, I just don't get. And, and so you can see how hard that makes to shoot when yeah. you're shooting. And this this is a thing I heard um, a, a, um, about why photographers and why graphic designers and artistic people are always going to be safe from AI. Yeah. Because it for AI to be successful requires the person doing the ordering to have a clue what they want. Yep. And to be able to describe it accurately, and they have yeah. no idea. Yeah, you know? yeah. So um, that, that's kind of true. Yeah, there's, it, uh, it does boggle. It does boggle the mind that the people who are employed by these, you know, lens manufacturers to do the marketing are not photographers at heart. Yeah, you know, they might have picked up a camera once, but obviously they're not photographers the way you know we think of ourselves and exactly and have you know that technical understanding of what makes an image work or not work you know so so here's another shot yeah can you see that one there yeah yep yeah so pretty pretty interesting and yeah they wanted something where there's detail in the corners they can magnify and show and yeah but still be architecturally interesting and yeah and there's another one another one of my kiddo 
bit, a bit of drama and love it. This one of just a just a sign with reflected colours and, and, and yeah. vibrancy and yeah. stuff. So all this stuff, which I think is pretty decent. Yeah, there's crickets. And let's see if I can find. I, I, can, I don't know. If, I don't know if I've got it on this computer. The, uh, the Clint's already that, deleted oh, yeah, here it. Here, here's the, no, here's the image that I chose. It's a tip, so it's like a fraction. One of the ones I want to look at. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously? Nothing there. Yeah. Isn't that the most boring, <laughs> god-awful, terrible <laughs> photograph you've ever seen? <laughs> I, 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 would, I wouldn't even want to take that with my iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's nothing um, there's exciting no about it. There's no redeeming value. No. <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear! Oh, shit. there we are. So I'm just putting my camera back up. Um, yeah, so it's it's I don't know. It's just beyond odd. That is crazy. So, so you said I've been I've been doing that and um, talking to new listeners. You know, I'm, I'm trying to gain as gain as new people. Look at what, yeah. what all the stuff I'm doing for us, mate. You know, we're, <laughs> we're we're going gangbusters. And I can't think of this. Oh, I've been sort of trying to plan. I had a plan to go overseas this year with the family, but right. Massive, massive, massive medical costs with the kids is just oh, completely really? screwed all that. Oh, yeah, you know, twenty five thousand dollars in bills and wow. going, yeah, and still going. Uh, is putting to put the kibosh and all that, but um, so I'm trying. And, and plus, my wife can't get time off work, which is a complete pain in the ass as well. Yeah. So no, I'm, so I, I've, I've been researching a, a reduced trip just to maybe drive up to Central Australia, but that takes three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, there and back, and so now I'm looking at a reduced. Reduced, reduced. <laughs> It'll be a day trip to the Grampians. <laughs> no, I'm not going that far. Dude. <laughs> That's three hours each way. Yeah. Sorry, a weekend vacation. trip to the Grampians. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going for a whole weekend. We can't commit that sort of time. Yeah, the cats need feeding. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, one other thing. This uh, I just got off the f- phone yesterday with um, coordinating between uh, Tamron Australia mm-hmm. and the Ballarat the Bright Festival O Photography, which is coming up in October. So it looks like I'll be doing for, for Tamron and, and Croydon Camera House a bunch, of, a bunch of workshops and a seminar for them over the course of a two or three day weekend, which would be pretty good. Nice. Uh, but here's the thing I'm doing uh, night LED portraits. Ooh. So you know, portraits at night using LED lighting. Nice. And uh, the other workshop is uh, photos in <laughs> locations. Is the name of the workshop. If that is not the most successful workshop ever run, I will be disappointed. See, but that's my specialty. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my that's my shtick. I know. know. I that, know. Photos in locations. I know. And you always come up with cracking images out of those said go. locations. So that's, that's, surely that's got to at least get a garner a little bit of interest. You know, you you would uh, you would hope. hope you would hope. Oh, yeah. So, so I've, I've been introduced to a, a new brand of lights, which I, I didn't know the people who import Tamron import called Rotolite. Okay. Uh, LED lights. And they're basically just round, LED, but specialised photographic LED lighting panels, okay. but round. But completely customisable colours and RGBs. Nice. And, um, they have, you know, millions of colour tones you can use and all sorts of stuff and all battery operated. And look, they're not, not cheap. They're like pro expensive pro lights yeah right and they can also use, be used as flash led flashes as well so right. high sync high speed sync flashes and led panel all in one which is uh, kind of interesting so wow so i'm hopefully going to get access to one of those in the next couple of days or a couple of those in the next couple of days yeah so i'll give you a bit of feedback on those once i start using them and have a have a bit of a play, but uh, uh, just just uh, the the ability to have to, to be able to change color to any color you want with your phone because you can do it if you like can be set up down there and you can yep. just scroll through all the colors as you change stuff around sort of blend in or to you know contrast yep. against the environmental lighting yeah no gels no any of that kind of stuff i reckon it's gonna be a, a hell of a good creative tool to use so yeah right looking forward to having to play with those as you got me a bit excited when i go out and take some photos which nice. is yeah, unusual yeah. So, anyway, so that's it. That's, that's been my two weeks. Yours has been crap. I hear you looking at moving the house. We, uh, yeah, so our house is officially on the market now. Uh, and just 
the hoops we've had to jump through, you know. Um, oh, they're, they're, mate, if some real estate agent wants you to jump through a hoop, <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to help sell the, sell the product. <laughs> yeah. So New South Wales has uh, brought in, in the 12 years since we bought this house, uh, legislation that you have to register any pool or spa, Uh, And they backdated it. So it's retroactive. So we now have to register our spa before we can sell our house. And then you've got to get it. Yours yours is already there, so it doesn't matter. You would think, but no. (laughs) No, you wouldn't. You'd think. So So here's the thing. Let let, let me propose this back to you. If if you had a swimming pool with no fence around it, and after a multitude of childhood drownings in people's backyards, the government said... Everyone's got a, if everyone's got a, a yep. pool, they've got to put a fence up around it. Yep. And, but your pool's been there five years. Yep. Would you not have to put a fence up? No. Why? And here's my argument. Here, here's my argument. Go on. If you drive a car built yeah. pre-73, you yeah. still do not have to put seatbelts in that car. You can that's drive right. that car legally without seatbelts because that's the way it was manufactured. So why is it different with pools? Now, I, I totally get the argument. I, like, we, we want kids to be safe. And, and no, I'm telling you, Bruce, you can't put a seatbelt on a pool. I don't know, I don't know how you think this argument's going to hold water. Like the pool holds water. So I, I, I get the safety argument. I do. I do. But I do you think... You just don't care about the, children. You haven't I, got any young enough ones. You don't care about other people. I just think that, that, that it's kind of weird that... You know, cars that predate seatbelts can still be driven legally, but pools that, you know, were built without fences or, or whatever. Would those cars now require special permits, license permits, as opposed to just standard registration? Not to the best of my knowledge. Hmm. Because I think there's actually special. I know certainly over certain you had those club permit, car license. Oh yeah, well that's that's just about that getting reduced registration like costs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's all about getting your registration costs reduced. But the, mm. the the flip side of that is that if your car is registered as a historic vehicle, it can only be used for club days and special events and blah blah blah. You're not supposed to drive it as your everyday driver, uh, okay. but people do. Yeah, of course, but. You you can be questioned if a, if a police officer pulls you over and you're driving a vehicle with historic plates, they can say, okay, what what club event are you driving to or from? And if you don't, okay. So, okay, so what about the argument of um, the government brings in all houses must have smoke detectors? Yeah, um, which which they did. Okay, would you not put a smoke detector in? <laughs> Isn't that not the same argument as having a swimming pool fence? It, 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 it is. It is. It, it is. It is the got same no, argument. You've got no comeback on that one, have you? No, <laughs> no I, gotcha, I don't. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha, you, Bruce. I got gotcha. you, <laughs> Bruce. Gotcha. Anyway, we're getting off track. <laughs> Point is, we've had to, so we've had, we've had to go had to, and get to get, your pool get the license? spa registered with the the registration registration body, uh, and now we've got to get a new spa cover because. Randy, the dog that Max foisted upon us before he racked off to Darwin, um, <laughs> decided to chew our spa cover and rip it to shreds. Uh-huh. And to get a new one made is going to be a six-week wait, and it will cost us somewhere in the vicinity of seven to eight hundred dollars. Choices because it's got to be go to Fiverr.com. They get all sorts of stuff on Fiverr.com. Yeah. So not happy with the dog. No. I mean, he, he ripped it apart 12 months ago. We've had no spa cover for the last 12 months, but now we've got to get one because that's part of being compliant. It's, got to, it's got to be it's a got, lockable got spa covered. cover. Yep. So um, do you all very frustrating. Yeah, we do, or we did. We haven't, haven't for the last 12 months. Haven't because since the 70s. Well, we haven't for the last 12 <laughs> months because without a cover on it, it gets full of dirt yeah. and, and leaves and, and crud like that. So we actually dogs. just ended up draining it a month ago and cleaning it out. And, yeah, we're just going to leave it empty until it's sold. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a, a frustrating period. So for the last three months, we've been looking at houses pretty much every weekend, going to open homes and... We've seen one or two that we liked. There is a place currently on the market that has a four-room recording studio on the property. Oh, man. 
which I would dearly love to buy. Funny about that. But Kathy's Cause, just... Because that's what you need. You need four rooms of recording studio. Well, you do, because it has a drum room, it has a vocal booth, it has an ISO, an ISO booth, and then it has a, a storage compartment that can be used as a second ISO booth. So it would be awesome. I could actually make a business out of that. Ah. But Kathy's not sold on the house. She doesn't like the block of land because of the slope that it's on and... Yeah, it looks like we're not going to be buying that, which is kind of disappointing. Can you ask if you just buy the rooms? <sighs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> Can I just rent the rooms from you guys? Yeah. Uh, so the guy, so the guy who's was it? Do you know? Do you know why the person had all that stuff in the room in the house in the first place? He's was a recording someone? engineer like me, and he runs a business yeah. out of it. Cool. But he's building a new house and a new studio about ten minutes drive away. Yeah, so he's selling this. He's he's actually renting the house out to one family there's also a third dwelling on the property which is a two-bedroom granny flat and he's renting that out to a permanent long-term tenant man and then he's got the studio which he uses through the day so he's making income off that and then he locks the studio and rents it out as an airbnb because there's a bedroom a living space a bathroom and a kitchenette there and he's airbnb being that seven nights a week Jeez. He's, he's making like I think I worked out he's making about two and a half grand a week off this whole Jeez. property. So he's clearly doing okay. And you know, he's selling that up and bought himself another block of land to build a house and a new studio on and uh, and and in discussions that we had when Kath initially said yeah this looks great we had conversations with the real estate agent and she said look would you be prepared to rent the studio back to him while he's getting his new studio built and I said yeah I'd absolutely Hell be yeah. open open to talking to him about that money so money yeah. it was kind of really looking good for both parties and then Kath's gone yeah this doesn't really work and it's like oh man oh, are you serious oh. Where am I going to find another house with a recording studio? Yeah, what's, the, what's the chance of that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. you a real estate agent. Oh, this is what I'm looking for. And she just looks at you blankly. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So, um, yeah, so it's been a, a frustrating, you know, month oh, or it's a hard three. process, I'd imagine, anyway. Oh, it is, yeah. yeah just... And, of course, then you've got all of the, you know, relevant time constraints with selling our place and needing to vacate here and are yeah. we going to have found something that we can buy and are we going to be able to settle both properties before we go to Alaska in September which is only 10 mm. weeks away you know and then we're going to be Jesus. away for 3 weeks so if we sell now we want to be settled before we leave or we have to say you need to you know be happy to settle at the end of september when we get back and that changes your your viable market uh, exactly you know so place. it's yeah, just all sure these is. extra headaches that you just don't need <laughs> and so yeah. the reason for my you know lighting looking crap on this skype call is the fact that i've had to pack my lights away because we've got to make the house presentable for the open home which is happening on saturday this will be our first open home this weekend so yeah Man. it's just ah uh, and you're choosing the orange lighting as a way to make the house look uh, pretty, are you? Or, so. It was just a case of putting putting down the yeah you know, the the big stand with the soft box on it and just trying to tidy up, you know. So because yeah. <laughs> I've always found dingy orange is such a such a selling feature. <laughs> yeah, when I when the seventies were like come in this room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, so, yeah, anyway so, we but, should but, talk some photography. We I guess, should. We should going, absolutely. Like an hour and a half or whatever. Yep. What do you got on your list? I've got nothing. Have I got anything? You do got I have something? Pentax I had something film come cameras. Pentax. Yeah, Pentax apparently coming out with film cameras, new ones. Right. That's interesting. They're about to release, or the, 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 they've got a project on where they're about to release, or about to build and design a, a fixed lens film camera, a, a compact. And then yeah. There'll be yeah, yeah, and then hints that there'll be an S, a film SLR camera release next. Wow. Now we're going backwards in time. Hey? Yeah, maybe Pentax can become relevant again by. <laughs> <laughs> retro film wow but here's the thing I, 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 and this is just coming to my head just then yeah one isn't one of the appeals of film cameras is the old retro cameras you can pick up 
yeah, and play with as opposed to a brand new shiny out of a box. I mean, the the, the cameras would have to have, if it's a new one, it would have to have some retro-ish kind of appeal to to appeal to the market uh, anyway. I, I, I think there is an appeal for the look of film, and I think there will be a certain segment of the market that would be quite happy to buy a new camera that they know is going to last for, you know, 20 mm. years, uh, which will be able to give them that film look you know, presuming that they can actually find film stock to put in it. Well, films, yeah. Kodak's now to start up a second shift for doing films. So they're, right. they're, they're, actually, you know, they're actually going gang. But so film's not an issue. It's, yeah. it's, it's here to stay, I think you'll yeah. find. I mean, the I, next decade or so. I, I, I keep drawing the analogy between this and vinyl, you know? Yeah. I love buying new vinyl that I know is free of crackles and pops and, I, you know, I play it with a new stylus and... You know, try you, and ex- you, you want it free of crackles and pops. I do. Isn't that the whole? Isn't that the whole appeal of vinyl? No. Really? <laughs> I thought that was. That's what. I thought crackle, crackle. And when it sticks in the same same word, that, that was that was the appeal. That is, you get like a five cent coin and bounce <laughs> away on top of your, your your needle to try and make it go over all the jumps. Is that bringing you back in time? Yeah, that is not the appeal. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. I, I don't. The, I think there's some similarities in the psychology of use, right? Whereas, if, to play the vinyl is a commitment to a side, generally, yep, at least, yeah. So it's a time commitment to twenty minutes of of the same artist without skipping, yep. Whereas film, it's the 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 appeal. I think a lot is not so much the look, but the delayed gratification, the not knowing oh, okay. what you've got for a long period of time, right? So yeah, yeah, you can visualize what the photo might look like, but you have no idea until you get the film back. Sure. So that's a dramatically different user experience for people who've grown up in the world of um, you know, mobile phones where everything's instant, you can see the result instantly to having no clue what the photo is going to look like. I think there's a lot of appeal to that, not just the cruddy lo-fi mm. results. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, I also think, think, I think film that, tends to be a little more forgiving with the highlights than digital does. I don't think people care about that, do they? Maybe not. Maybe they do. I th- I, I I th- yeah, I, th- I think the people who are using it, 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 it's, it's not an, so much an aesthetic thing about worrying about dynamic ranges and all that. It's it's. And I, I was funny. I was just reading an article um, before uh, about this guy saying he was travelling through Europe and he saw lots and lots and lots and lots of people with film SLRs around their necks. Yeah, yeah. The, the, all the young people seemed to have an SLR, around, but no one was taking photos. It was like an accessory. Yeah, right. To be walking around with, yeah. And it can, I guess it can feel, if you've only got 24 or 36 photos to take, maybe for that day, you're not photographing that often. No. Yeah, you, you, the, the time between shots, you're going to, if, if you're intelligent, you're going to curate. You're going exactly to be a little more shoot. selective about when you yeah, fire so you're off be the frame. an awful lot of photos during the course of a day. But yeah, I'm sure, but having it out there on display, yeah, you can, there's a certain yeah, element. Mm. Where where it is affectation as opposed to you know, actual aesthetic quality of the results you're getting. I mean, you remember back in the days of film when you go to pick up your envelope of photos. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're going into the store and yeah. you, you can't wait. And <clears throat> you know, they haven't done this many thousands of times, giving people their photos over the years. Yeah. And the first thing to do is they open the envelope, start flicking through <laughs> them, you know, because they're, 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 they're so keen, they finally want to see the result, yeah. you know. And uh, I mean, I, I was in the photo business just as overnight film developing was starting to become a thing. Not one hour, but overnight. Yeah, right. Yeah, so you could actually get your film back the next day rather than three to five days, which it was what it used to be. <laughs> yeah. And and so all of a sudden, and then, um, and I clearly remember the queues of people standing outside camera stores that had the one-hour machines finally. Yeah. And they'd be watching the photos coming out. Yeah. And there'd be people all queuing up outside. Usually it's because someone was putting their nudes through it, you know, the family <laughs> porn. Not family porn. <clears throat> you know what I mean? The, the husband, a constant Consenting, consenting adult ap- <laughs> anyway but yeah that, that that sense of anticipation to see the image that you had no idea what it was like i think still is a, a very big draw to that to that stuff more so than yeah the visual appeal i don't you know i don't think wow gee i just love how undefined everything is in this photograph <laughs> it's such a it's such a massive appeal but uh, but i i, I clearly remember 
this woman came into the store once and she wanted to pick up her photos and so I handed them over. It was very attractive, yeah, early, mid-twenties girl. And she's sitting there looking at them, the photos, and I can't see them because it's just... And, and then, then she puts two or three of them out of the counter. It's all her nude. She goes, <laughs> what's, what's happening? With, why, why is this little smudgy thing happening in this corner? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm there like 16 at the time. So I'm like... <laughs> There was this one guy, and we'll just call him Murray because that was his name. Uh, <laughs> he used to come in with the most horrendous porn, mostly just of himself, and it, and and it was just oh, it was just horrendous stuff. So we used to go like down the takeaway shop and buy a couple of um, like potato cakes, really greasy potato cakes, put them all over our fingers, and then put our greasy fingers all over his photo. <laughs> <laughs> Try and get the hint that God, hey, people are looking at this and they don't want to see it. <laughs> oh, God. When you, when you say over his photos, you meant over the prints or over the negs? No, actually, on the prints. Actually, on the negs, <laughs> on everything. <laughs> Anything could get a, we, we didn't want to be putting our hands on any of that, but we, we'd make the junior do that. Um, oh, be sure every week he'd come back with more. Oh, God almighty. <laughs> Fortunately, he was one of those guys who'd like to show them because uh, I still have nightmares, you know, 30-odd, 40 years later, you know. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting, Pentex with film yeah. cameras. And there was an article, and before I go on to the article, DP Reviews back. Oh. It's not dying anymore. It's been bought and is back, baby. Wow. Bought by who? Um, I don't pay that much attention. Some 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 media organisation that has media organisation things. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, yeah, they have. They, they're owned by. I can't remember. It's not important. Uh, so it, you it, said it, it was it, an Amazon property before, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. And then it's going to be closed down, and then they've uh, been acquired. Oh, by, by Gear Patrol. Who? Gear Patrol. That's them, yeah. yeah. Wow. Who have lots of content on the web uh, with other stuff, but not photography, I'm told. So Right. Wow. Well, good, yeah, so, good to so know. It's back. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's going to be uh, an ongoing thing, which is good. And so, yeah, so on DP Review, there's an article, and uh, I've linked the article there for you yep. to put on the thing, on uh, Adobe's Denoise finally being good. Right. So for Photoshop and Lightroom, that their denoise is finally getting up to the point where maybe third-party denoise programs are not required. Right. And I thought, well, that's that's pretty interesting because I mean, I, I hate having to go from one program to another program to another program to get the thing I want to do. Yeah. You know, I, and and so having a, a, a denoise, and surely as the premier buddy photo editing software in the world, it shouldn't have taken this long. No. To be a market leader. And, and I was thinking about it, and I think, well, they're a little bit like Apple. You know, like Apple have a, a, a great core product. Right. Right. But they sometimes, you know, look at the stuff that other, other people are doing with apps that are so damn good, mm-hmm. and Apple have nothing like it in built into their system. Yeah. But then two or three or four years down the track, once it's kind of settled down, they bring out their version of it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But they, they let. Like, like being able to copy and paste on an iPhone. Which, yeah, which took but, years after Android ridiculous. had it. Ridonculous. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it's all stuff, it's like, it's like to make other people do all the, all the legwork and, and yep. test the market and see if it's a demand before they put any effort into it. Yeah. So I can certainly see Apple having a, uh, so Adobe being a little bit that way. It's funny that, you know, you, you bring up this story because I had noticed over the last... Probably two to three weeks, and I'll preface this by saying I've not done any Google searches for noise reduction, but my social media feeds, so, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, full, full to the brim of ads for Topaz AI. Really? Absolutely Every time I'd flick my finger, there'd be an ad for Topaz AI. See, like, I've seen nothing. I've not seen wow, one. Wow, they are really... So it's, like it's, so it's not like it's an advertising thing that the blanket advertising, anyone's got something to do that's registered an interest in photography. Yeah, right. How bizarre. Because I've got... That is weird. And you've not seen it? I have not seen one. Wow. Because I was thinking, oh, they're, they're going all out all of a sudden, like, you know, like really just yeah, flooding the market. 
and I've seen nothing. Wow. Okay. It'll be interesting now I've said the words noise reduction out loud. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I was talking to my wife last night about YouTube and YouTube advertising. Yeah. Uh, that I've noticed the advertising is getting more and more and more local uh, to my area. Oh, okay. just general. So there's been adverts for uh, the local phone shop in my small local shop wow. just up the road. Wow. Uh, and the local, uh, the first sort of medium-sized shopping center a little bit further away, advertisements for businesses just in those shop, shopping centers. Yeah, right. And, and it's actually filmed uh, filmed in my phone shop. Yeah, right. Uh, and it's the people who work there. Nice. And this is done by Telstra. So it's a mega, mega, but they're going and filming individual stores yep. and actually prioritizing the advertising to suburbs now not just the states or the yeah. countries which is quite remarkable you know it kind of yeah. makes sense like i mean they've got the the geolocation data why not employ absolutely it? i mean i can see that but there's, a, there's certainly going to be a cost factor in having to drill down to that sort of level but but how interesting but maybe know? that cost is getting cheaper and cheaper now with things like fiverr and and with some of these ai things that you'll you'll be able to walk in there you know with with your mobile phone shoot a little yeah. bit of random footage you know yeah. get all the staff waving to you on your phone and then you know upload that footage and ai will crank out a 15 second or a 30 second ad before you know it so yeah. maybe the cost it, of production is getting cheaper and that's making it more viable it's certainly, it's certainly um, opening up an opportunity, I think, for, for low-cost content prov- yeah. makers yeah. to provide you know, local advertising, which, you know, when was the last time you ever heard of anything having a budget for, for local stuff? Yeah. So um, it's interesting how you know, everything got bigger and bigger and bigger, and now it seems yeah. to be sort of coming in closer and closer and, and more and more personalised. The and only, kind of the only of, place uh, where I still see local-level advertising like that is on the rare occasion when I go to the cinema. And I see ads yeah, for yeah. local businesses. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. The Val Morgan advertising. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And now it's on my TV or yeah. on my internet, on my YouTube. We well, you see, um, I don't see it, YouTube ads because I pay for YouTube yeah, uh, yeah. Red or what used to be called Red. I don't know what they call it now, but uh, I get, you know, no ads on YouTube and I get YouTube music and it costs me $17 a month for the family. Uh, so I don't see the ads on YouTube, but. Yeah. Yeah. So I said lots of adverts because I watch a lot of YouTube right. and, I and I'm not paying any money for it. It kind of reminds me, I can't remember if it was the Bruce Willis film Fifth Element or the, it was a science fiction movie. Or a, a movie it might have even also been in Back to the Future, but where a guy's walking like, through a shopping centre and these advertisements, are, uh, holographic advertisements are popping up. Hi, Dave. How you doing? Yep. you recognise because you've got your yep. biochip or wherever in you. Yep. And it's actually incredibly advertising to the person, not even just to the suburb. And um, you could certainly see. Was that not that in kind of Blade stuff. Runner twenty forty nine? It could have been in that one too. Yeah, yeah. I think it's been used in a fair few. Yeah, that's why I'm. Yeah, I'm got a, there's an amalgam of images in my head. <laughs> yeah, kind of, and if AI is creating all that stuff, it's, there's almost no cost at all, is there? That's but, it. Um, yeah, I was just thinking. Oh, there might be an opportunity for photographers and for videographers, but yeah, it might be a very short window. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I. I I've been thinking about, you know, what AI is going to do in terms of, you know, financial distribution. And I feel like you you made the comment on this podcast probably eight to ten months ago about how there is this disappearance of everything that is in the middle ground. Like oh, middle ground, content yep, is yep. becoming shorter and shorter or longer and longer. And, the, yeah. The, yeah, and I feel like that's exactly what's going to happen to wealth distribution with AI. There are people who are going to earn absolute bucket loads of money from it, and everyone else is going to get poorer and poorer, and the yeah. middle ground is going to disappear. Middle ground. <laughs> I, I, I was saying that. I've been saying that for since at least '97. Right. Uh, so at least you know, 26, 25 years. That's so I've been. Yeah. I've been saying the middle ground. You're in trouble. So anything anyone's doing in the middle ground, if you're not already gone. Yeah, you're next. Yeah, right. You know? And uh, so you've got to find a way to elevate or to find multiple smaller streams. Yeah, to to, to survive because nothing in the middle is going to last. Yeah, yep. and still, still very much my my and and over these twenty five years, it's certainly been borne out to be true. Yeah. You know? Since two thousand five, Shutters Inc has been a labour of love, but beyond the time required to produce it, there is also a financial commitment. 
If you find value in the podcast and would like to help keep the servers running, hit up the Patreon link, which is in the show notes. Even a couple of dollars a month will help. Much appreciated. Now, back to the podcast. I had another thought as well. This is just a, a random, a random. I was thinking, I was talking to, um, I think it's the Tam- yeah, the Tamron guy, the new Tamron rep, uh, just yesterday. Yeah. And uh, talking about these bemoaning, not in a negative way, but just mentioning mm. uh, the that Canon has so, so locked down their RF mount that no other manufacturer can come up with a, a lens to work with it. You know, so it's Tamron haven't got them, Sigma haven't what? got them. Will they was... not license it to it? No, no, not at all. Wow. You know, which is which is where you know, Sony's done quite well and Fuji's doing okay, but it's Canon have completely locked down their mount. And I'm thinking, I don't understand the logic behind it. No. Because, A, it's always been accepted that other brands will make lenses for your product. Yep. Uh, and by doing so, by giving people options... It makes the system more accessible. Yeah, yeah. The, the Sony, I think one of the Sony's biggest uh, uh, one of Sony's biggest advantages when they started taking it off uh, as a um, as a as mirrorless it wasn't so much the fact that it was mirrorless, but uh, with adapters you could put any lens onto it. Yeah, you know, it, you had access to almost everything going around. Yeah, uh, and that freedom, that, uh, that 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 flexibility, I'm sure, was extremely appealing. Yeah, yeah. If you've got you know, a couple of really nice lenses you love at home, mm-hmm. you know, but and you don't want to lose, oh, I've got an adapter. Great, I'm going to use it. And I'm sure there's, I'm, I'm positive there's adapters for RF mounts, but uh, I think Sony gained a lot of traction early because it was accessible and there were other third party eventually other third party manufacturers still took a couple of years i think yeah uh, but yeah canon not having anything wow. and um i can see them I, I can see them by by locking other third party manufacturers out of that market it means that canon can put a higher retail price on the lenses that they produce but at the same time, that's going to frustrate the end users who go, why should I be, you know, hogtied to, to pay these higher prices when I could jump to, you know, brand X, whatever brand X they happen to choose to go to, where I not only have the manufacturer's lenses, but also the third party options. Yeah, yeah. Now, I pulled a quote. I was looking at a thing on uh, D Preview that newly, it's a new new business post called Excellent. DP Review, uh, a digital uh, something reviewing. Right. Uh, and they, they, they do like articles on photography and stuff. And this one guy was talking about Canon RFs. Yeah. Uh, and he's saying um, they recently locked down the mount to third parties, meaning they can pr- price gouge their own customers. So Boom. exactly there what you're you saying. Yeah. And I honestly looked at Canon uh, in a serious way, but I just couldn't, could not do it to myself. It's a farce, in my opinion. Yeah. Wow. So that's you know, that, that certainly backs up your 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 thoughts on that. And uh, and he's also the same guy. Said the Canon's RF mount's been going for almost five years. There's still no twenty one point four or twenty one point eight. There's no quality twenty four one point four or one point eight. He, he's been and when they first came out, there was these really big, really heavy, really expensive, phenomenal quality lenses. Yeah. But that defeated the purpose of having a small camera by having these massive bloody lenses to go on them. Yep. And that whole, and, and, and that whole, well, where's where's the where's your target market to try and get mass popular appeal? And uh, I think I went down the rabbit hole with this because there was a, they've just released like a twenty four to fifty for right. their full frame. Right. Uh, and twenty four to fifty is an unusual focal range. Yeah. Yeah. It's small, and I guess, and it's cheap, but it's an unusual focal range. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing exciting in that focal range, is yeah, there? That's not, not a not a not a and and I was and I was thinking there's some strange lens choices that manufacturers make. You know, I don't understand <laughs> why they think let's make this lens before this more common or more more popular lenses. Why why not? I don't know. And, 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 and we were talking before about the marketing departments in, in, in like a Tamron. So what's their mindset? What, what's their focus? And what, what's their reasoning for some of the stuff they do? And I think it's been a, a bane of existence for bloody photographers for years is the strange choices these companies seem to make where they prioritise something obscure before they prioritise the high demand product. Yeah. 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 Very odd. Very, Very odd indeed. Anyway, that's it from me. Okay. Well, I've got a couple of things from Philip Johnson. Uh, one was from irishnews.com. Really? Yes. 
And this is a camera captured its own dramatic end as flames from the SpaceX launch melted it. Oh, look at that lens! (laughs) The camera set up by a NASA photographer could not complete its mission as flames from a small brush fire damaged it. So it wasn't the flames of the (laughs) SpaceX launch, it was the uh, brush fire that happened to rip through the area where the tripod was situated. Oh. Oh. God. And, oh, and you, you, have you seen the video? You got a, no, I haven't. But you got a feel for the guy who went to all the you know trouble of putting a plastic bag around the body of the camera in case it rained, and the, and the lens gets completely melted by fire. Oh. I'm not sure if it's a time lapse or it was a video. But oh there's, wow! Uh, there's footage yeah, and, yeah, and this black bit yeah. of plastic slowly falls oh, down the oh. lens. So <laughs> it looks like the brush fire might have actually been caused by the launch. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. So, wow. Talk but, about uh, unfortunate. Yikes. Man. Ugh. Tripod looks all right, though. Yeah. Tripod's done okay. <laughs> uh, oh, that, that is crazy. But here's the weird thing, too. If you, oh, oh, no, that's, the, that's before the... I was looking at the, the, the setups. Oh, everything looks okay. It doesn't look like the bush around it's burnt very much. Right. Yeah, well, certainly the bush behind it's still all nice and green and stuff. Yeah, so. right. It's weird, but yeah, that's 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 not that's not buffing out. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, and the other thing that uh, Philip Johnson sent us was just a. Uh, it's a story we all heard about back when it happened, uh, and that was David Dishman. It's been twelve yep. years since he had his uh, very nasty fall in Paris. Uh, Italy, uh, sorry, sorry, it? Italy, not Paris. Yeah, and he put up something on his uh, blog about it and and philip has sent us a link to the original story when uh, david posted this was back in 2011 uh he said not sure if it's a shutters inc story but we certainly wish him well that we do well it is because he's um he's had to have his foot amputated yes and um so i've been watching he he did a blog post uh before he went into surgery about it because he wasn't sure what kind of mindset stage step he'd be in afterwards having it having the amputation and yep. um it's just been getting worse and worse the pain's been never stopped and his mobility's been getting less and less and less mm. and less and less for a long long time yeah and uh until so it got to the point well you can either stop going out and exploring and photographing or we chop your foot off and put a prosthetic on right and he says take it off yeah. you know and with the hope that he's going to be able to yeah and yeah get more mobile and get on and get keeping going out there and and then um, and then he's been his post-operation once right it came out and he's saying he's, he's he's in pain he's doing okay he's good um but he's, he's got phantom pain from from where the foot was yep. and all this sort of stuff um, but he's in mostly good spirits and, and doing well Excellent. And, um, uh, he's been asking people to send yeah, st- stuff to him, messages you know, whilst he's sitting around doing nothing he's enjoying <laughs> reading people's anecdotal stuff and things like that so nice. that's a, it, when he was in hospital that's one of the things that kept him going was just yeah, he, he took books and magazines but couldn't focus enough to read so just pop on and just read what people were saying and sending messages to him and that kept his spirits uh, high which was good nice because um, you know he's a, he's a lovely guy David and um, a, a brave call to do yeah I absolutely you know, um, but I guess if I guess if the option is you know you can take this course of action and never be able yeah. to go out and photograph again or you can take this yeah. other course of what seems like very drastic action but may actually still allow you to get out and take some photos yeah. As someone, you know, like either you or I who has a passion for that, you'd probably go, well, that might seem drastic, but at least I still get to do what I love. So, yeah, uh, from, from memory, they'd already fused his ankle right. anyway to try and find it. And so, imagine he was walking with a cane and very limited mobility anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, there is light at the end of the tunnel, as long as it's not that light at the end of the tunnel, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yes. But, I mean, he was the fourth person to fall from the spot that he fell from wow. when he injured himself that year year and the other three died oy, oy, oy. so yeah smashed ankles and broken and damaged pelvis um wow. was actually incredibly lucky uh, obviously it's not in america it happened because if one person falls off something and dies yeah that thing's getting a 40 foot fence put around it exactly uh, and in mo- and it's same here in australia and i'm sure lots yeah. of places but, but amazing that a, a location 
<clears throat> is obviously a, a, has an issue if four people yeah. fall off it. And this was, I think it was April or May when he fell. And he was the fourth person that year yeah. to have fallen off it. So three people had died in the first three or four months of that year right. in that spot. I, um, I wasn't aware of that side of the story. And that kind of makes okay. me think, what the hell was he doing? What, oh, I know. Did he not yeah. understand the risk he was taking? Because clearly he must have known that it was a, a risky thing to do not necessarily yeah a friend of mine was walking along um uh, came out of a hotel and instead of going down the drive uh, the driveway to the road yeah. he decided to walk across this lovely lawn and he's just walking along do to do to do to do and enjoying himself and stepped off the lawn onto what he thought was the road and it was a 14 foot drop aye, aye. and he fell the 14 foot and but visually you could not tell Whoa. you could not see it Wow. And he fell and banged himself, but bit through his tongue. Ooh. And he had to do a presentation the next morning oh, <laughs> to, to the United States Senate. Now, my mate Rob, wow. he's the first, if anything's going to happen to somebody, it's going to happen to him. <laughs> right. He's that guy. <laughs> right. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it's, 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 you can, it can happen. Sometimes there's those visual... Yeah, clues or yeah, yes. Yeah, we've all tripped over stuff at night when we haven't realised it was there, or or taken a step and it's into a pothole or something. This stuff happens. Yeah. You know? I don't know the exact location or, 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 or whether people were putting themselves in risk to get a shot, or was one of those. And I'm feeling more it was one of those locations where it wasn't so obvious, right? That that peril could be you know, a mere misbalance away kind of thing. Yeah, right. Because um, wow. David doesn't strike me as a, a risk taker to that level right. you know what I mean fair enough um, foolish not a fool no, to, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's not doing the, the crazy angle to get the selfie yeah right kind of guy yeah. yeah which is where you hear people falling off cliffs all the time trying to get a selfie he doesn't strike me as that kind of person so I think it was a uh, just a situational thing that you know, was un- not unavoidable but unexpected. Yeah, right. If that makes sense, yeah. So, yeah, it's a, 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 he's amazing, he's still alive, but yeah, definitely, I think it's a, a perfect story for Shutter's Inc. Yeah. He's been a, he's been a, a, a guest on our show and he's yep. a fabulous guy and, and one, one of the one of the few respect photographers I really love. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, speaking of, just, just came to my mind just then, um, a guy I met on clubhouse where people use it oh chat yes about yeah, yeah i met this met this photographer called cody conk c-o-n-k okay landscape photographer based out of the u.s and a few years ago and he was a lovely guy and uh, i did a couple of you know zoom calls with him and stuff and a lovely guy and uh then uh, he was going on a trip and i managed to get him a camera on lens to loan which promptly got his back window of his car smashed and stolen oh. out of the back of his car God. No, <laughs> you know, but he's just become a Tamron USA ambassador, which I'm delighted. Oh, in. Nice. And if you want to look at some some fabulous landscape photography, he's bloody good. Cody C O D Y Conk C O N K. Go check out his work and tell him Glenn sent you. Yeah, but, okay. Uh, he's he's got uh, he does some amazing stuff around Yosemite and things like that. Oh, it's just nice, beautiful stuff. And, and it's not it's, it's it's subtle. It's not over the top. You know. Yeah, he's got a few too many pointing. Torches at the Milky Way. A few too many. I've had a go him about his, his colours of his, ja- his jacket colour choices right. and his tent colour choices. Right. But um, yeah, mate, you buy a tent for his weatherproofing and, it, and, and it's a way of keeping you protected, not as co- how its colour looks in the photo. You know? <laughs> um, when illuminated from inside. But no, some of his, his landscape stuff is gorgeous. So if you like a good landscape, go check him out. Cool. That's um, it. No, that's not it. Uh, no, it's not. Oh, shit, more. Dark Table 4.4 was released Ooh. today. Is it better than 4.3? Well, 4.3 is not a, a, an official release. With Dark Table, every even numbered dot release is an official release, and every odd numbered dot release is the development cycle that leads up to the next stable release. So. 4.3 was the development cycle that led to 4.4, which was released today. So is it better than 4.2? Allegedly. I haven't even looked at it. I have Cause been... Like you're moving house. Who's got exactly. Time? I have you're busy not, putting up orange lighting. I do not have time. Uh, I've not had... I, I honestly haven't produced a video for my channel for about three months. Oh, my um, goodness. 
And it's not that I don't want to, it's just I've had so much, you know, like I said, pretty much every weekend we're out looking at open houses and, oh, of course, you know, yeah. and, and when your commute is three hours, 45 every day, you know, by the time I get home, have some dinner, clean up the kitchen, you know, it's time for bed. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's been, it's been hard going. So I'm kind of looking forward to finding a house that we can move to, which will shorten my commute and actually give me some time back to, you know, actually get back into creating some content. So I, I, I had a very quick flick through the release notes this morning, and it looks like there's some nice stuff there, but I, I'm not going to go into details because I'm not sure how much of our audience here actually uses Darktable. But I will put a link to the release notes in the show notes uh, uh, of this episode. So if you are a Darktable user or you're interested you can check out the new uh, new features in 4.4. And the do you last catch thing, the train? do you catch the train? Yes, I do catch a train. You should do some live from the train <laughs> video content. <laughs> People would love that. Yeah, uh, the, the, the 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 photo commuter or something yeah. you call it. Yeah, but people. <laughs> As long as you've got reasonable audio, yeah, yeah and the contents, I reckon people would go ape for that. You know? <laughs> I'd feel a bit self-conscious sitting there talking to myself on the train. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be hilarious. It'd be awesome to see. Uh, and the, the last Dare thing was um, over the last two or three weeks, I've been looking at my inbox on Gmail and over, you know, I've, I've been a Gmail user for, I don't know, 15 years now. Every time you buy something, every time you enter your email address somewhere, you end up on somebody else's bloody email distribution list. And my inbox had become quite noisy with, you know, all these email lists that I'm on. And so for the last two or three weeks, I've been... Instead of just hitting delete like I have always done, I've actually been scrolling down to the bottom and finding the unsubscribe link and clicking on that and going through the hoops of getting off of their email lists. And so over this two or three week period, it's actually got to a point now where I'm only getting, you know, maybe three or four emails a day that I don't actually want where I was getting Hmm. probably 25, 30. Uh, And so it's been quite nice to, to do that and to, you know, just calm the noise. But one of the emails that came in a couple of days ago was from the filter manufacturer Nisi or Nisi. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how they pronounce it. It's nice eye. Is that right? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You could have, you could have had me believing it. (laughs) Oh, I know. Um, and what I was not aware of was that they have a filter which does 16.6 stops of neutral density. And these things are designed for shooting the sun. Man. <laughs> I was like, what? That, that wouldn't is... you have to stand really still for that, though? <laughs> Max. Because <laughs> the length of exposure is going to be... Yeah. Well... If you're looking straight at the sun, I'd imagine oh, you'd be... Oh, the sh- sun. Yeah. I thought you said your sun. No, no, no. <laughs> say, My sun's not that bright. I know being in the military, he's able to stand at attention pretty well, but that's... Yeah. He's not that bright. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Good thing he, like no one else, listens to this podcast. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah so anyway i thought that was interesting but but what i also find interesting is that all their marketing points to their ebay store it seems like they don't actually have a a website well not that i've gone looking maybe they do and i just haven't looked for it but um yeah but yeah 16 and a half stops and nd ten thousand. Ten thousand. wow that's that's pretty crazy anyway so that is it very cool that is it for for this two weeks we're done like a dog's dinner. We are. So. That was a long one. So we should break it up into two parts and put it out for the next two weeks and job done, dude. <laughs> it wasn't really that long. I'm, like I'm seeing an hour and one minute, and by the time I've finished oh. editing, it'll be 50 minutes. So. <laughs> so if you're just cutting out the good content, it's a 30-second advert. All right, mate, what do you got on for the next couple of weeks? I've got to go film. 
Oh, yeah. You've done that. That and just finishing up this project for Tamron. Yep. And school holidays starts yeah. tomorrow, so. Oi, oi, oi. Oh, I know. That's what I just need, like a hole in the head. <laughs> Couldn't come at a worse possible time. But if it was two, two weeks later, I'd have the Tamron job finished and be good. Yeah. But no. Nah. Uh, my youngest is going in for oral surgery tomorrow, hey. so she's um, going to be pretty sick and sore for a few days, having a, a, a tooth growing in the wrong direction, oh. in the wrong pa- uh, un- underneath her gums, so yeah, sort of sideways. Is that a wisdom tooth? Going, oh, no, it's actually the front, right, one of one of her adult teeth in the oh, front of her mouth. Wow, um, growing sideways, Oy. and so got to go chop that out. So it's five thousand dollars down the toilet. Yikes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh. then, then we need ten thousand dollars of uh, braces on top of that. Oof! <laughs> wow, kids. Yeah, uh, too late to return them apparently. <laughs> and obviously, looking at the cost, it's beyond guarantee though. The, the warranty's run out. Yes. <laughs> Not getting anything fixed on uh, guarantee. We wish we wish her well. Thanks, mate. And you, good luck with your house hunting. Thank you. We'll, uh... May may your houses be full of studios. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. No, no, no. take care. See ya. Bye, all. You've been listening to Shutters Inc. For questions, comments, and feedback, email theboys at shuttersincpodcast.com.